welcome to my podcast. My name is Ali O'Shea and the name of my podcast is Soul Expansion and Inspiration. This is episode six and I would like to welcome Samantha True to the show. Samantha has been a spiritual life coach for over 20 years. She is a Reiki teacher and healer. She is also a motivational speaker and a published author. Her book is called The Wake Up Call. Welcome, Samantha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. I'm excited to be on your show. I'm excited to have you here. Super excited to have you here. So oh, welcome. Welcome. So you've seen spirit since you were a very young child and you had an out of the body experience when your granddad died, um, which was really what started you on your spiritual journey. And he showed you what it was like in the spiritual realm. And you also met your guide, Merlin. Um, wow, what a fascinating story. Would you like to tell the listeners all about it? Yeah, well, it was well, it was scary at the time, to be fair. Um, but it uh, once I realised what had happened, it was an, definitely an exciting journey for me. Um, so my granddad, um, I was really close to my granddad. Um, I used to see him every day. Uh, he was an important part of my life. And then when he when he died, I was absolutely devastated, um, and I cried for weeks and weeks, and I I just couldn't get my head around that he, I couldn't see him anymore. He wasn't there. Yeah. And um, even my nan would be like, you know, he would be so upset to see you so upset. You know, you have to stop this crying, and I would be like, I, I just can't, I can't accept it. I just can't accept that he's gone. You know, and I'm never going to see him again. Right. And he, um, so uh, about six weeks after his passing, I was, uh, and I, I just tried to get back into normal life, as they say. Yeah. Um, and I went to bed as usual, and I used to um, listen to the radio uh, on, on your, there was an alarm clock, and I would put sleep on for 60 minutes and listen to a, a radio show where people would phone up and talk about different subjects and stuff. Right. Um, normally politics to get me off to sleep. <laughs> really? It's an unusual topic to listen to, trying to go to I know, I know. So, um, so that happened and I did, I did fall asleep and it did seem like I had been asleep for, for a, a, quite a while. And all of a sudden I found myself in a, um, in a garden, a beautiful garden, uh, flowers, uh, beautiful statues, high high tree hedges, um, just a beautiful place. And I was aware, I, I knew my granddad was beside me. And he um, he didn't speak at first, and I think it was because he didn't want to frighten me. Um, so, so, so could you see him in the, in the physical format or was it like a spirit not, format? Not, not at first. I didn't see him in the physical. I just felt his energy. I knew, I knew it was him beside me. I think I was just too scared to look. Right. At him, yeah. You know, so I was, so anyway, so we walked for a bit through these gardens and then 
we, uh, we came to a bench and I sat down and that's when I saw him in physical form and I saw his legs first. So I saw his trousers that he used to wear and his shoes. And I was like, oh no, it really is you. And that's when he spoke to me and he said, I am, I'm here and I'm okay. You know, so, so that for me was, was good. And I was like, can I hug you? Can I hug Aww. you? <laughs> so, and he was like, yes, come on. And he wasn't very demonstrative in, in, in this life, you know, so he was very, he was still very, yeah. yes, you can hug me, but you know, I, I, I'm not very good with showing emotion. So he was still very much like my granddad. Right. Yeah. But I, I did, I got up and I threw my arms around him and I could smell him and just everything about him was there and then he said look I, I've come to to um let you know that I'm okay um and let you know that there is there is more to this the life that you know and that's when we when he took me on this walk and we went to a place called well I've called it the departure lounge so it's where people are waiting to be born again right. we walked through this massive and it, it was like it was bigger than an airport departure lounge but it was very similar it had gates and places times and places there was lots of people milling about and stuff and then he took me so and then we came out of there and then he took me to another place where um he he told me if souls come over d die fast you know suddenly and right. they're in shock their souls have to um go to a hospital to recover to, to get over the shock so he took me to this place which was a hospital but it didn't look like a hospital it looked different to the ones that we experience here and that was for all, um, like if somebody's passed over with a heart attack or a, a car accident or something, and then their souls recover and, and then they can, you know, move on. Right. So, he, so he said, this is what happens and, you know, this is, this is how life is up here. And, you know, would you like to come and see where I live? So I, I went to where he lives and his house was like, what he wanted in in this life really his little thatched cottage and uh, so it's like the physical houses and they have physical beds and stuff like that yeah well I don't know whether there was beds but he just like what I saw was a, a thatched cottage I didn't go in he was just like you know this is where I live and this is and he also said that he has things to do you know yeah. so I was like well like what and he said well sometimes I I help um souls come over you know and and get them established to the different uh frequencies and energies and, and and stuff like that so he's and he he would be like that in life you know he was very he he wanted to help people so yeah. he was very he, he was like that in life and uh for him to take on a job as doing something like that was very I could understand it that that's what he would want to do and then um there's well there's so much because he took he took me to other places like the halls of knowledge where there was just this massive hall and just wall-to-wall -wall books wall-to-wall books um 
and he said you know if ever you want to you can always come here and just be peaceful be quiet and you can pick a book and read if you wanted to and um and what were the books on do you know like were they i well all i know was they that they were it was called the halls of knowledge so i suppose but i didn't actually i think i was i was so in awe of just being with my granddad i wasn't curious enough to i i think i didn't i didn't want to miss a bit with my granddad yeah and um i didn't see what the books were i just knew that there was lots of books and it was all it was the halls of he called it the halls of knowledge so right i, I yeah. was just there so um yeah so that that um so he took me into in, in into that and he said you know you can sit and just be peaceful you you can come here anytime you like which was weird um and, and just sit and be i wonder did he mean once you'd passed over um well i i didn't question it mm, yeah um, but now i know that i can go back anytime right. I like to that place okay. yeah so um and then we came back out of there and was walking along the um back into the cherub gardens and then this other man appeared and uh my granddad said okay this is your guide he's been with you for, throughout your life i didn't get his name he wouldn't tell me his name at first that came later on right um so it but he was um again he looked very kind he looked very um knowledgeable he looked very wise and i didn't feel uh i i, I didn't feel uncomfortable i didn't think well what's a guide i don't know anything about this or you know it was just like i accepted it so my higher self i think already knew that but my 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 physical self or my logic brain didn't know that but because of where i was i accepted that that was my guide and he was going to be with me for the rest of my life and guide me through life etc etc so then That's then a lot. <laughs> yeah absolutely but then i got told um okay it's time for you to go back and I was like, I, I don't want to go back. <laughs> yeah. I want to stay. I want to stay with my granddad. And they both were like, no, you have to go back. You can come back as many times as you like, but you have to, you have to go back. You know, you've got, you've got a job to do. You have a purpose. There's, there's a life for you. So I... Did they tell you what your purpose was? Not at that point. Okay. Not at that point. I was still resisting going back. <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't bothered about whether my what my purpose was. I was like, no, I like it here. I want to stay here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so then um so so they they were like, No, you no, this is serious, you know, you do have to go back. It's it's something important for you to do. So I started going, coming back, but it was, it was very weird. It was like I was underwater right. and I was being pulled backwards under this water, which was, that was the frightening experience. You know, that was, that was quite terrifying for me because I thought, oh my God, I, I, I'm leaving them, but I'm, I'm out of control. Yeah. 
you know, I can't control this feeling. And it was like I was being pulled back under this water. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah, like a magnet, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very weird. And the light was going away from me and I was going under this water into dark, you know, into this darkness. And, um, and then I found myself, I think because I, I struggled a bit, you know, I was fighting against that movement or that, that motion. Um, I then found myself at the bottom of my bed looking at me asleep in bed. Which was spooky, <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> and am I alive? Am I dreaming? <laughs> exactly. And then it was like um, my logic brain had kicked in and was like, oh my God, you know, what's happened? I'm there, but I'm here. I'm standing here, but I'm, I, I can see myself in bed. Um, how, do I, how do I get back in? How, how do I? You know, and, and every, my bedroom was my bedroom. There was no more lights. There was no more feeling of my granddad or my guide or anything like that. It was just my bedroom and there was my body in bed. And I, my mind was racing as if to, you know, if my mum comes in, she's going to see me and think I'm just asleep, you know, and I'm not asleep. I, I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> And I can't even call for help because she won't hear me. So it was, it was a terrifying, um, it was a terrifying, probably, I'd like to say it was a terrifying hour or hours, but it probably only lasted a few minutes. Yeah. Um, because then I was like, okay, you need to calm down. We've got to deal with this. This isn't going to go away. I've got to find a way in my body. So I, I went up to my body that was sleeping on, I say she, me, I was sleeping on my side with my head, <laughs> my hands under my head, and I started looking for some hole, I must have come out of a hole, there must be a gap somewhere, <laughs> and I'm going along my body thinking, did I come out by my feet, did I come out by my head, you know, and yeah. obviously, I, there was no hole. I didn't find a hole. <laughs> so I, um, I thought, okay, the only way to do this, this must be a bad dream. This must be a really bad dream. I've just had a terrible dream. This is a nightmare and I need to lay on top of myself and mimic how, how I'm, I'm laying and close my eyes and try to go back to sleep. Well, that didn't work either because I laid down and thought, just close your eyes and go back to sleep. But it wasn't working. I wasn't going back to sleep. So I thought, okay, just count to 100 then really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. I just counted and tried to relax and think, come on, we can do this. Yeah. Just count slowly to 100. <laughs> and after 100... I did feel as if I was in, in body. So my first thought was, okay, wiggle your fingers that was uh, uh, under your head, which I did. And then I was like, okay, you can open your eyes, which I did. I then opened my body eyes. And then as I went to get up, I realized that actually I was on a bit of a, a slope. So I realized then that my legs weren't in, <laughs> in my body. I was still half in and half out. 
So then I panicked again and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not in, I'm not in. So I was like, close your eyes, count to 100, count to 100. So I closed my eyes, counted to 100 again, really slowly <laughs> and just tried to breathe, you know, and relax. And this time I, it wasn't my fingers. I was like, wiggle your toes, just make sure your feet are in first, yeah. which I was able to do. And then I could move my feet and I was like, okay, I think I'm in, open your eyes. And I opened my eyes and I was completely back in my body. And obviously I sat up, turned the light on, as you do, had a good look around, making sure that everything was normal. Yeah. And, um, and it was. But then I was terrified then to go back to sleep in case it happened again. So I, uh, the clock, it was 10 past three in the morning and I stayed awake all night waiting for my mum to wake up. Oh my goodness. Did you tell your mum what had happened? Yeah, well, I think she, I think she knew something had happened because apparently I was as white as a sheet. <laughs> all, all the colour had drained from me. And when I was telling her, I was telling her, with such fear that she she was like I don't I, I don't think that was a, a a dream I think something happened to you and um, because of, you you're genuinely really scared by it and I don't want you to not to fight not go into sleep again you know so she was like be easy with yourself today you know go at the time I had horses and she was like go do the horses you know. Uh, spend some time with them and when you come home I'll I'll be back from work and we can talk about it more right so, so she was really compassionate about it oh absolutely and I think she did uh, well she said she believed me and I just think it was the way I was terrified that it yeah. was going to happen again so she she went to work and then one of her she told one of her friends at work my what she said oh you know Sam came in and told me about this thing that's happened and her friend at work said well if you want I've got um a number of uh two spiritual people and they helped my daughter when she had a weird experience um you know maybe maybe you can go and talk to them about what happened so she actually helped me load. She came home with a phone number and we phoned these people um, and they they were amazing um, and told me that, yes, indeed, I had gone and spent time with my granddad and um, I had actually come out of my body and that's what everybody on earth does but doesn't actually know about it they they do leave their bodies at night and go off traveling um because their souls are free they're not weighed down by the weight of their body their 3d body um and the information they gave me was great although i was quite happy to go back to normal life yes yeah i can imagine it scared me and I was like no I don't I, you've explained it I understand it but now I just I don't want that to happen ever again you know yeah, yeah. And I was quite happy that my granddad was okay and that made how me, old were you at the time I was 20 okay yeah. I had just yeah just turned 20 so did you see spirits before that though as a young child yes when I was um 
yeah well well I think I, I've always seen spirit um from the time I was born but my earliest memory was I was three years three about three years old three between three and four and um, a man would come and sit on the end of my bed and I would see him as clear as day and we would have conversations we would he would talk to me I would talk to him um, my mum used to come in and uh, and say you know who are you talking to and I would say to her that man <laughs> my mum would be like what man <laughs> that man there he's, he's smiling at you <laughs> goodness he's so freaked out your mother my mum was like all right then Sam just lay down and go back to sleep <laughs> and that was you know at the age of three and four that it was it was so easy to say that man you know that man he's smiling at you you know it was so easy for me to say because I saw him and I couldn't work out why my mum couldn't see him and I but I thought everybody would could yeah, see him. you told me a funny story actually about that didn't you about saying you can't sit there there's somebody already <laughs> sitting there I think I was about seven, and I, but I, that happened quite a bit. I would say things like, we would get on a bus, and I'd say to my mum, oh no, you can't sit there, somebody's sitting there. <laughs> that, man, that man's sitting like, there. That's so funny. <laughs> I just like to think that like, on all these trains and planes and automobiles, that there's people sitting there. I'm telling you, you have no idea. <laughs> there are people everywhere. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, a restaurant or something, and I'd be like, no, we can't sit there. That man's sitting there, or that lady's sitting there. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Your sound is going in and out a bit. I'm not sure why, but quite low. It'll be fine, I'm sure. Oh, um, that's so. an amazing story, though. So thank you for sharing that. But you've also had more than one body out of body experience, haven't you? I have. I have. Do you can well, you choose to go now? Like what you were saying, you know, where your granddad and your guide said, you know, you can come back here anytime you want. Time. Yes. Yes, so do you choose to go or do you just get like a surprise? Um, sometimes I will, um, sometimes I, I don't choose in that moment. I don't actually consciously say, okay, I want to go and go there. But sometimes I find myself there, you know, so I find myself talking to my grand in, in the garden, talking to my granddad. And I'm aware that I'm not dreaming because coming back, I do, I have the same experience as the first time round. You know, I'm, I'm aware that my body's in the bed and I've got to just get into, lay on top of myself. <laughs> have you perfected that now? <laughs> yeah, I'm not so, I'm, I don't panic so much now. I, but that, that's become a lot easier. And even ongoing, I know that I'm going, I get a funny, um, uh, a, a funny frequency in my ears it's, it's like a buzzing it's a bit like when you go under anesthetic and you get that well I, I experience that buzzing feeling that the walls are closing in sort of thing you know and you get that buzzing bzzz, and and I then can't move my body and then I know I'm on my way out so right. and then find myself 
through the light, I go through this light and my granddad's there on the other side. Or Mer now Merlin, Merlin is there now. Wow. So I, I, and, and then I, I get told like the books, the, the halls of knowledge, the books are all about years and years and years. I mean, before time even, there's, there's all these books and they are very much on knowledge of um, life's mysteries is the only way I can describe it and energy and frequencies and um yeah stuff like that i i've not really delved into the books but i've on closer inspection i've been what are these books about and it, nine times out of ten the books that i uh, are drawn to is all about frequency vibrations and yeah knowledge of of all of that so that that's amazing yeah, that was that was my uh, another out of body experience. But and and the good thing about that is that I can now come back and remember what the information that I'm given. I can now remember. Whereas before, it was hard for me to hold on to that information. And then throughout the weeks and the months, I would get the flashbacks of right. yeah. pieces of information. Whereas now I can come back and write it down the following day everything so i'm i'm managing to hold on to um or absorb the information through through the filter that we yeah. that we all have that's amazing absolutely amazing and so you published your book and it's called the wake up call so would it you like is. to tell everybody what that's about congratulations thank you thank you it's my first book um i wrote it um well, I was inspired to write it. I had a, uh, I had a few terrible years. I had um, open heart surgery in 2011. And then uh, I, I recovered, obviously. I'm here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yay. Yay. Uh, and... Um, Hold on. You're not a spirit, no? <laughs> no. Oh, I may be. <laughs> You're very psychic. You can see <laughs> um so and i had a, a few rough rough on on like family personal stuff was going on and it was just really hard and my uh brother-in-law um had a ha, had a stroke and we took him in and and looked after him as well and then my father-in-law died so there was a lot going on and um i was walking around the field walking my dog one day and decided to have a word with my granddad and, and my guide and uh, said you know what can I do uh, something needs to change and that's when Merlin said to me um, people are ready to hear you know that the the um, the earth planet earth is in a is, is in a dark place at the moment you know, there's so much going on that's quite dark and quite negative dark forces are taking over and we need um people like you to shine light mm -hmm. and love and raise the vibration of the earth mm -hmm. so um he then um inspired me to write a book about it so the book is is on uh my i would say the book is personally about 
my journey, but it can, but you, you don't have to read it as it's mine, you can read it as yourself going through the journey. So it starts with Merlin calling all the angels into the great halls of knowledge for an urgent meeting. And then he t explains to the angels that this is, this, these dark and negative forces are going on in, on earth and w uh, would they be interested in signing up on a mission to come to earth and light it up and try and raise the vibration of light and love to bring oh, you I reckon I'm one of those angels. I think you are too. I think you are. As well as you. Yes. Yeah, well, well we're all coming together and somehow our paths are crossing and meeting. Yeah. And we've all got a massive job to do. You yeah. know, uh, bringing, bringing Earth back into balance because it's not in balance at the moment. There's That's fascinating what your book's about. I love it. Yeah. So that's that's basically, and then there's obviously me, and I've based it on the fact that there's a, 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 an angel that doesn't want to come, you know, but and she's very reluctant to come because she thinks it's a waste of time and there's no point. The dark will already overwhelm the earth, and she fears failure, which is quite people will resonate with feeling that failure, fear, fear in failure. So she doesn't want to go and, but all of her friends do go. Right. And then she feels like, oh my God, all my friends have gone. They're going to get lost. They're going to get caught up in life, which is very, you know, getting caught, just getting caught up in, in, in work, um, you know, relationships, alcohol, drugs, all of that sort of thing. So they're going to lose themselves and lose what they're here for. Right. So I, I, so she wanted then to come and try and find her friends to remind them on their, of their mission and what they're supposed to be doing basically. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's half fiction, but half based on what I've experienced because the first, that that book, the wake up call, is very much about over there, on the other side, yeah. like the tree yeah. of gardens and my conversations with Merlin and stuff. Sounds amazing. So amazing. Um, where can people buy your book? Uh, it's on Amazon, and if they type in the wake up call, it will be uh, my the name. It's not Samantha True. It's S K True. And it's the, the picture of it is the world with um, wings coming out of it. I have got it somewhere. But, yeah, <laughs> I could have showed you. Yeah. But, and uh, just to clarify for everybody, your surname is spelled T-R-E-W. T-R-E-W, yes. Yeah, I know Irish people say R funny. <laughs> R. <laughs> people go R. R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, fantastic. Thank you for telling us about that. That's brilliant. Uh, the book sounds amazing. So I hope you get lots and lots of sales with that. Thank um, you. You're welcome. Um, you talk about the love vibration and you say that you believe it is the most important energy to understand. I totally agree with you, considering love and appreciation are two of the highest vibrations on the planet today. So would you like to go more in depth to the people listening? Um, and also what you say, love, your trademark stands for. Oh, okay. So 
Um, love my trademark stands for well that's in the book as well okay. um, yeah so uh, Merlin asks Sophia uh, if she knew what love stood for and she says no I don't and then he says it stands for let our vibration expand wow so that's that uh, and we we all have we all have love as I've come to understand it. We all have the ability to love and we all have this uh, very powerful uh, vibration within us. And it's only life that stops us from expressing it so freely to each and every one of us because we get hurt or life circumstances change us and we put walls up and barriers up and we become very defensive and we don't like to show our vulnerable side. So having um, the, have, having, knowing that we've all got it within us for the, ha having that love, yeah. it, it's, it's learning to be vulnerable with it. Um, and I'll give you an example. I, I, I wasn't very good at being vulnerable. Um, I had, um, I, w I wasn't very good at showing my feelings. I wasn't very good at um, expressing myself. I would be very insular and um, I had a wall, wall up and it was more of, I'm going to get you before you get me <laughs> type of yeah. thing. Apparently there is such a thing as a heart wall, you know. Well, yeah. Just like what you're saying, it gets built up. Um, so, yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, well, I believe that. I, I, I do believe that. And it took me to be courageous enough to show my vulnerability and also take responsibility for how I was feeling. So in my relationship with my husband, in back in the early days, I'm going back in the early days, I was trying to learn to be vulnerable because a lot of a lot of stuff would come up um where i would take things personally i didn't realize that it was his own fears and lack of confidence because it was very projecting onto me um and there was stuff that i knew that i was doing that i could have said um i could have said it a different way so i started to learn with the love vibration within me to say okay this is this is this is my stuff this is nothing to do with you but this is how I feel and then express myself in a in a kind way to how I was interpreting his um his action to, or his behavior towards me and he would he would instantly instead of it turning into a massive row he would instantly say oh my God, that was not my intention. Yeah. And he would then react differently to, to, to my, my reaction to his action. Yeah. And we were, it would open up the, the, the lines of communication and we would talk it through and hug it out at the end and, and have love. Yeah. You know? So it, it was amazing how it worked. And then I, I, I got, I was aware that it can also happen in uh, friendships and that can also happen in, you know, parents and siblings and 
instead of attacking or defending just by holding your hands out and showing that little bit of vulnerability um, and speaking from your heart with the love it can it can it well it worked miracles it worked absolutely miracles so and that that was the vibration of, of love and most people I think are trying their best trying their best a lot of the time but also feel that they're being attacked by somebody you know either in the family or at work or in in life in general and if we can just soften and put our hands up and show that vulnerability through the love vibration uh, i'm sure the world would be a better place absolutely for sure yeah absolutely and so you have some events coming up don't you you're in the uk in england for those yeah. who don't know um whereabouts in the uk are you again uh i'm based in kent near yeah. canterbury yeah and so you've got some events coming up would you like to tell the listeners about them i would i have um i've got one event coming up on the 12th and 13th of may it's a mindset meditation retreat wow um, that's in Essex though, that's not in Kent. Uh, we stay at a beautiful hotel, the grounds are amazing and um, yeah, there's woods there that we can all go walking in. And I'm hoping to do a Merlin meditation. Oh wow, that's so yeah. cool. So basically yeah. channeling Merlin? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, really excited about that. I'm really looking forward to that. Great. Um, we're hoping to do more retreats. We're, ho we're hoping to do more. Where can people find out about the retreat then? Uh, they can go onto my website. It's uh, www.lovelifecoach.co.uk. Um, that needs to be updated, but all the retreats and all the workshops and everything are on there. Okay. Or they can contact me via Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Samantha True and my um all my events and workshops and stuff will be on there too fantastic wow is there anything else that you would like listeners to know before we finish up uh no don't think so apart from love yourself and uh love each other and you know what don't sweat the small stuff because of my experience and i can only speak from my experience we're only here for a short while and nothing is as freeing as knowing that there's there's more after this life and it's and it's bigger bigger than uh than we think a lot much bigger bigger bigger, bigger? <laughs> picture <laughs> much bigger picture yeah absolutely out there fantastic well i'd love to say thank you so so much for your time this afternoon it's been absolutely fascinating hearing your story and about your book and again listeners can go and get your book at amazon um and it sounds amazing oh thank you so much it's been a pleasure to be here it's an honor to be chatting with you and thank you for your friendship oh thank you and you too so we'll say namaste for now and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.